Let's bow our heads for prayer. Heavenly Father, we gather this evening to offer thanks to you for the things that you have done, are doing, and even the things that you will do in our lives. We ask you, Lord, to help us to find time tonight, tomorrow, and over the weekend to come to you, quiet time, simply offer thanks. Be with us this evening as we meditate upon your word. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanksgiving. It comes for us once a year. It's a time for us to reflect, to think, to remember the things of the years past and all that we have for which to be thankful. We say it in every worship service and hopefully in our daily devotions as we pray those words that are so familiar give us this day our daily bread. For us, those words may not have as much import as they did at the time that Jesus shared them with his disciples. For us, most of us have an abundance of bread in the house in some way, shape, or form. Whether it comes to us in a tortilla or a loaf of home-baked bread or that white squeezy stuff I loved as a kid that we called Wonder Bread. But at the time of Jesus, bread wasn't that easy. You had to make it yourself. You put it together, and even then there wasn't any packaged yeast so you had to let it sit out for a while till it finally started to rise. Or you kept your leaven in a jar. Today we call it sourdough. But it was work. Our daily bread. We give thanks for it. When you think about giving thanks to God, so many times we just mouth the words. But it's really after those difficult times in our lives that, that perhaps we are most thankful. When we go to the doctor and they say they don't quite like what they're seeing and they've got to run tests. Or maybe you're the student facing final exams and you really didn't study as well as you should have. 
Or maybe you're out on a trip coming home and you look at your gas gauge and you realize, I don't think I have enough gas to make it. And the tests from the doctor come back fine. And you actually manage to pass the final exam and, and you roll in on fumes into the gas station. You say, thank you, Lord. But even then, sometimes we forget to say thanks. Our gospel lesson is a prime example Ten lepers crying out to Jesus, Master, have pity on us. And Jesus tells them, go show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed. But only one bothers to come back and give thanks. The record for our country of the first Thanksgiving took place in 1621. There's only one guy who bothered to take notes or write it down in his diary that we have a record of the event. He says there were 140 people there. 90 of them were Native American. He even records the food that they ate, and it differs a little bit from the food that we eat today, but perhaps not a whole lot. The prime dish was not turkey was venison, goose, and duck. They had sweet potatoes, cranberries even, and what today we might call corn muffins. But for them, after coming through a hard time and finally eking out a successful harvest, it was a time of thanksgiving, and they gathered to focus on the way that God had worked in their lives. But even that, at least for me, is not the first thanksgiving. I like to think the first Thanksgiving has taken place here. When Jesus gathered with his disciples in that upper room and he took the bread and he broke it and the text tells us and he gave thanks. If you're familiar with the Passover Seder ceremony... There is a time of giving thanks. Thanks going all the way back to even an earlier time when they were enslaved in Egypt and the angel of death passed over them and they thanked God for sparing them. To give thanks. It should be something that we begin to to do in a habitual way on a daily basis. To thank God for not giving us the things that we want, but rather providing for us in our lives and the things that we need. We need to learn that lesson. So often we're not satisfied with what we have. 
We want something else or something more or something different. I remember as a, as a teenager getting ready to drive and I, I prayed, and some of you have heard this story, I prayed to God for a car. And I was very specific with God. The hot car of the time was a Datsun 280Z. That's what I prayed for. I saw a beat up one of those on the road the other day and I went, really? <laughs> I got a bicycle, a 10 speed. It, it was transportation, it got me where I needed to go. It, you know, I, I used it all the way through high school and college and, and I never even got my first car until I was in my first year in seminary. And it was a Datsun B210. At least it had four wheels and an engine. God provided what I needed, not necessarily what I wanted. The challenge in our lives is to understand that God is there and God is working and God knows our needs even before we ask them. And the challenge for us is to be like St. Paul, who in our epistle lesson has learned to be content in every circumstance and situation, thanking God. Because in all of our circumstances and situations in life, you see, God has a plan. And we, we are called to give thanks. I think it's something that we've lost in our culture. To give thanks. We do it when we gather perhaps for meals. Come Lord Jesus, be our guest. Whatever the prayer might be. But so many times, even when the food comes before us, we don't bother to pray. We just start to eat. How many of you know the story behind this picture? It's a pretty famous picture. Most of you have probably seen it before. I learned the story behind it in my very first parish in a small town in northern Minnesota because this picture was taken, and it was a photograph, taken in black and white during World War I. It's taken by a man who had a photography studio in that small town. His name was Eric Enstrom. The man in the photograph was actually a peddler came to town and he was looking for food and he knocked on Eric's door and Eric said, well, why don't you come in and I'll feed you. The man sat down to a 
bowl of, I still haven't figured out what it is, and a loaf of bread. And the first thing he did was to bow his head and give thanks. And the image of the man praying so struck Mr. Enstrom that he said, please hold that pose. And he got his camera and came back and took the picture. As time went on, his daughter, Rhoda, used to hand color all of the pictures that Eric printed. They couldn't keep up with the demand and so he sold the rights of the photograph to Augsburg Publishing House. By the way, did I tell you Eric Enstrom's a good Swedish name and he was Lutheran? Giving thanks. Whether it's a bountiful feast full of turkey and mashed potatoes, gravy, sweet corn, that green bean casserole with the onions on the top. Or whether it's simple bread, broken. given to the disciples, to us. We give thanks. The challenge before us is to give thanks not just one day a year, but to turn every day into a day of thanks, to, to end each day reflecting upon the events of the day and to say, what do I have in this day to be thankful to God. What happened? What took place? How was my life touched? To spend time every day to thank the Lord for the things that He has done and is doing in our lives. And to thank Him for the salvation that we have in Christ Jesus, that salvation that will come to us one day because, you see, Christ died on a cross for our sins. To make it a practice every day to say thank you to others when they do something kind or thoughtful or considerate. To take the time to do things for others. Not expecting, but hoping that they too share a thank you. Earlier today, my daughter Sarah, who's home from college, and I went to the grocery store. Oh, not a good day for that. But she wants to bake some pies for tomorrow, so I'll tough it out at the grocery store for that. And I walk through the door and I grab a cart, and I'm not paying attention, but there is an elderly woman behind me, and Sarah grabs another cart, and I'm about ready to say, I already got a cart. And she takes the cart and she gives it to the elderly woman, and the elderly woman said, Is this for me? Sarah said, Yes. And she looked at her and said, Thank you. 
I'm so proud of my daughter. But we all need to do that. To go out of our way to take a few seconds here or a few moments there. To share thankfulness in our deeds, in the way that we live. But really and truly, we are a thankful people. Thankful that God has called us by name into a life of faith and into a life of service to Him, and we serve Him by serving others. To be thankful that we have a relationship with a God who loves us so much that His Son died for us. To be thankful that we can break bread together and hear those words given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. To know that indeed, thanksgiving is much more, much, much more than the food we share tomorrow or the football on TV or the games that we play. I encourage you all over the days of this Thanksgiving weekend to find time, a quiet time, to simply reflect and to be thankful and grateful for a God who not only loves us, but who works in our lives and through us in the lives of others. May we be a thankful people. In Jesus' name, amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all of our human understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the true faith of God in Christ Jesus and to life everlasting. Amen.